Hey guys, welcome to We Missed Out the Podcast. I'm Bea. And I'm Stephanie. And today we will be talking about the OGG, the original Gossip Girl. The original Gossip Girl came out in 2007. What were you doing in 2007 that made you miss out on watching the original Gossip Girl? So in 2007, I was kind of just living my best life. I was out partying with my friends because I was 22 at the time. So I was legal to go into bars and clubs. And so when I was not working or going to school, I was out partying. I don't think I really cared much about watching TV at that point. What were you doing? Right before Gossip Girl started in September of 2007 is when I had my second child. So at this point, I had a four-year-old pre-K student and a -a one-and-a-half-month-old baby. I don't think the lives of rich teenage kids at a private school were on my radar at the time. So I was more probably watching Disney Channel with, uh, with my older son or, you know, just taking care of everyday mom things. Yeah, for sure. I don't I don't really remember too much of 2007, to be honest. I just know that I had heard of the show. I just wasn't really interested in it because I was interested in living my own life. I didn't care about what some rich teenagers in New York were doing on a TV show. I remember I, I did watch some shows on the CW at the time, so I was aware that the show was around. I knew of Blake Lively because of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. I think you and I both liked that movie. We read the books. Yeah, we read both those books. It was just two books, right? Maybe there were more. I think there was like there might have been three. There, I think there were three, maybe three movies. So I remember her from there, but I just the show didn't catch my interest at the time. Yeah, I knew the same. I didn't know who anybody else was at the time, so I just really had no interest in it whatsoever. Why did you decide to watch Gossip Girl, the original Gossip Girl, this time around? Well, we had been discussing things, and you had mentioned that you had been watching the new Gossip Girl, and that you were really into it. So then we talked about... Well, if we had either, either of us had ever watched the original and we we're like, no, we had it. So we decided right then and there that we'd give it a shot, see if it was as good as the new one. I did start watching the new Gossip Girl during, um, during the Christmas break and the new Gossip Girl, I, I don't think it's a whole lot like the original now comparing them. The new Gossip Girl is very mature. It's definitely not meant for the teenagers that the original Gossip Girl was meant for. It's actually on a different channel. It's got a different rating. It is very much more adult. And I think the new Gossip Girl is really aimed at the people who watch the original. But like most of my brilliant ideas to watch a show, they happen at 2 in the morning when I can't sleep and just find something random to watch. Yeah. I'm glad I found it because I'm enjoying both the new and the original Gossip Girl. How how are you liking the original Gossip Girl? I'm really enjoying the original. I have yet to actually try out the new Gossip Girl, only because you said it's not appropriate to watch in front of children. And yeah, definitely not. 
I constantly have my children. So probably not a good thing for me to watch. Maybe I'll put it on my HBO Max with my earbuds in when I'm putting the baby to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely there. There's a lot, a lot that's not appropriate for children. Very MA17, definitely. I was shocked when, when I was watching this one and on HBO Max, it's considered um, TV PG. And I was like, PG? Really? Um, Compared to the new one, it is PG. <laughs> I was like, there's no way that this is PG because um, there are some scenes that I just don't think even early preteens should be watching. This show has been out for a long time. Again, mm -hmm. it started in 20, um, it started 2007. in 2007. It ran until 2012. So it was on for a total of six seasons. We watched, you know, Entertainment Tonight and all the different shows. And we obviously were big on reading through social media posts and we know who celebrities are. So what did you know already about the show Gossip Girl before I suggested we watch it. Literally that it had Blake Lively and Chase Crawford. And I only knew who Chase Crawford was because his sister um, married Tony Romo. <laughs> like, <laughs> welcome to Texas. <laughs> I don't intentionally follow blogs, celebrity blogs, or read, you know, celebrity magazines or watch those entertainment shows on TV. But that stuff just kind of floods through your, you, you know, your Facebook feed, your Instagram feed. So I knew things. Um, obviously, I know Blake Lively is married to Ryan Reynolds. I knew, um, I know who Leiden, Leiden Meesters is. She she was on the show Single Parents, which was on for maybe two seasons on ABC. It's like a comedy. It was really cute. I watched that. She's also I never married watched to, that. It's cute. It it didn't last. It, it was maybe, it might have only been one season, actually. I knew she's married to Adam Brody, who played Seth on The O.C. I watched never The watched O.C. Never watched The O.C. <laughs> okay. That might be an episode we have to do. Um. <laughs> And I knew Penn Bagley from the Netflix show You, which is... And I've never watched You either. You is a creepy stalker show. Um, there's a couple of seasons. I think we're in season three possibly right now. You might like it. You like mystery stuff. You you would be entertained by this show. Um, I had also seen Chance Crawford around. You said his sister is married to Tony Romo. Uh, okay. I think for a minute he dated... Carrie Underwood for like a minute. Yeah, I think so. It was a very short-lived relationship. If, if and then anything, I, I don't know if you remember or recognize Taylor Momsen. You should, since you have been watching. Yes, she's Grinch. from the Grinch. Yes. The scary Grinch, the by scary the way. Grinch. It's not just the regular Grinch or the, scary, the actual Grinch. <laughs> the scary Grinch that your son is absolutely not afraid of, which is no. hilarious to me. The scary Grinch that plays 24-7 at my house, <laughs> even though it is no longer Christmas time. Yep, I know that one well. So I, I knew who some of these actors were. I knew the the premise of the show was there was some sort of blog, rich New York private school kids being outed on this blog for things that they did. 
And before going into watching the series, I already knew who Gossip Girl was because it's been out for so long and it was a big, huge OMG moment when they announced I did not. And I asked my friend who it was and she said, no, that you had told me that it a wrong name. But then I went and I looked it up and apparently you were right and she was just trying to save me from knowing so, <laughs> so we're, let's, let's not spoil it. Let's not spoil <laughs> it. Um, it might be kind of hard because I already did see a couple of inconsistencies on who it could be based off the show. But I don't want to spoil it for anyone because I want to encourage other people to watch the show because I am enjoying it. Um, I think you're enjoying it, too. Yeah. It's definitely one of those shows you can watch in the background. You can be doing other things while you're watching. You're not going to miss out on a whole lot if you're not paying full attention to the show. I was telling a friend of mine that that crochets, that you can crochet while you watch the show. You can sit there and, and make your hats or your scarves crocheting while you're watching the show. You're not going to miss anything. You're not going to lose your count on your crocheting. It's one of those type of shows that you can just kind of enjoy in the background. You're not going to miss out a whole lot. Yeah, I did a lot of watching while I was cooking dinner or lunches or while I was nursing the baby to sleep, things that, or when I was holding him for his nap because he doesn't sleep in his own crib for nap, he must be on top of me. So when I'm stuck underneath the baby, I was putting it on my phone, watching it on HBO Max and had my earbuds in to not wake him up. So let's discuss the characters that we meet at the very beginning of the season. Okay, so the season starts out with we see this beautiful blonde girl at a train station. We don't know who she is yet until another character, like a... um, Just a background character, pretty much. A background character is taking her photo and sending a text message to Gossip Girl. And we learned that this character is Serena Vanderwoodson. Yes. And Serena is coming back from somewhere we're not aware of. They haven't told us. We have no idea who exactly she is, but we know she's probably a big deal if this background character is sending her information to Gossip Girl. Yes. And then we also meet Blair, Nate, and Chuck. They're all at a party. Yes, Blair, Nate, and Chuck, they're all at, I think the party is at Blair's house. Yes, it is at Blair's house because at some point she pulls Nate into her room. And so they find out that either Serena is back or Serena has made it to the party. They find out that Serena is back, thanks to Gossip Girl. She hasn't made it to the party yet. So then we find out that Serena and Blair were BFFs. Until Serena mysteriously left for boarding school. And when she left, all contact was broken. Yeah, she she leaves without saying bye or anything. She just takes off. So we don't know why she's gone. We don't know why she's back. And we do see that it doesn't seem like Blair is too excited to see her back. No, she seems kind of annoyed by the whole thing. So we find we come to find that Blair is the new queen bee of the school. Yes. Since 
since Serena left. So I'm I'm assuming that's probably why she's upset that Serena's back. She's afraid to lose her status. That, and I think she might have just really been hurt because they had been best friends and then she just disappeared. That's true. I think it, it might be a little of both. A little of her feelings hurt for her friend leaving and the fear of losing her status. We also see that Nate seems rattled by Serena coming back. Yes. And Nate is Blair's boyfriend. That's right. And then there's Chuck, who is just disgusting. And he is Nate's best friend. Yeah, there's Chuck is pretty indifferent about Serena being back. He doesn't really care. He is too wrapped up in his own life. Yes. We then find out that Dan, while he's helping his dad put up flyers that, you know, lead to a MySpace page. (laughs) (laughs) A MySpace reference. That really had me rolling on the floor. I was like, oh, my gosh, how old am I? I was like, I used to, like, constantly be on my MySpace page, rearranging my friends. It made me wonder, too, because remember, like, after everybody got off MySpace, MySpace was mainly just for bands. It was a, a musician was page. Yeah, for a long time, MySpace was still up, but it was just like musicians, people, you know, posting their music stuff. So I was trying to figure out at this point of time, did I have a MySpace? Was I already on Facebook? I couldn't remember at this point of time where where my social media was. I can't remember that far back either. That was a long time ago. So we find out that Dan is super excited Serena's back because he has a crush on her and that he's liked her since probably third grade, fourth grade, something in elementary school because she was the only person that was kind to him at a party. I completely missed out on that part. I guess one of the kids was screaming and like I said, I've had, I've been just kind of watching it in the background. Be honest, you didn't miss out on what Dan was saying because of the kids. You missed out because you were staring at Dan's dad, Rufus. Oh, Rufus is hot. Okay, so yes, I was staring at Rufus because one, he's hot. Two, I have never seen a dad that looks like that when I was in high school. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry, but when we grew up, there were not dads like that. I think... Now that we're adults and we watch, you know, every now and then when we watch these shows that have that are centered around teenagers and we see the parents, I think it really shows our age because like I watch Riverdale sometimes and at the beginning of Riverdale, Luke Perry was still still the dad and he was the best looking guy on the show. I I had more interest in watching his parts than watching any of the, the scenes with <laughs> with the teenagers yeah I started watching Riverdale for him and then they brought on Mark Consuelos and I was like hello yes (laughs) because he had like no scenes with shirts on anyway so we've met Serena Blair Nate Chuck and Dan and we find out Dan has a little sister named Jenny who is trying to be part of Blair's girl group her little girl gang yes um we find out that she's just a freshman though. She's a freshman and the rest of them are juniors? I think they're juniors because that's 
we learn later on in another episode, I think the one with the Ivy Leagues, that it's all the juniors and that's when they're like vying for the reps to usher the reps. It's because they want to get the in before their senior year. So in the first episode, we see Serena coming back. We see Blair being upset about Serena coming back. Nate is rattled because apparently he has a secret that um, he doesn't want Blair to know about. We learn that Serena and her mom are not on the best terms. So we're still kind of wondering why Serena is here. Later on, the realization that Serena has a brother, a younger brother. Yes, we learn about her younger brother and we learn that he is the reason she has returned home. Yes. Um, and throughout the, the time that they're at the party, you kind of see scenes of um, Serena dancing around on a, on a bar with like a sh- bottle of champagne and Nate there as well. So we start learning that Serena is, was, possibly still is, a party girl. Yes, very much so. We learn about Blair's personality. She's more uptight than Serena. Yes. She's very much stick in the mud kind of girl. We learn that Serena's back for her brother because he is in rehab. and an attempted suicide. And their mom is trying to cover it up. She doesn't want the rest of the social, the New York social scene to know about what's going on with, with the son. Yeah. Um, at one point with all the flashbacks, Nate does come clean to Blair and let her know that he hooked up with, with Serena. Uh, Chuck, See, I don't remember that happening until later. So... It happened on this episode, but it was it was a very like very short. I think it was overshadowed by the fact that um, at the same time Chuck was trying to blackmail Serena and okay. trying to get her to hook up with him very aggressively. We learned that Chuck is not the ladies' man that he's made out to be in the first couple of scenes. He's more aggressive. And yes, um, very my, much, he's a very bad, bad guy. He's a say creep. it nicely. <laughs> he's, he's a big, big creep. And Serena fights off his advances and takes off running. That's where she runs, literally runs into Dan and loses her phone. Yes. Her phone drops to the floor. He picks it up. It's kind of their meet cute, I guess. Yes. That's yeah, that's how they meet. Dan comes back to the next day to find her and return the phone. She's trying to get out of a conversation with Nate. And in in that conversation while she while he's trying to talk to her, that's when Dan comes in with the phone and she, you know, takes off with Dan. Yes. So they end up hanging out for a while and they get a text from Dan's little sister asking for help. So they end up Because she's at a party. She went to a party with Blair. Yes. Yeah. Jenny goes to a party with Blair during this party. Chuck, the, you know, upstanding. Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> the creepy is, has cornered Jenny and is trying to assault her. She's fighting off his advances. 
when Dan and Serena come in and save her and Dan yeah. beats up Chuck. And, um, and that kind of just ends yeah. off with them dropping off Serena at the hotel that she lives at. And it's like a very awkward goodbye. Yes, there is a very awkward goodbye, but you can tell that Dan is in love with Serena, even though he barely knows her. He's in love with her. And it's an infatuation, I think. I think so. He's been crushing on her for many, many years. And now he possibly has a chance. And his sister is in on this knowledge that he likes her. She's kind of giving him a hard time about it. But she's also kind of excited to be in the inner circle with Serena now. Yeah. Um, that's where episode one ends. And then the next episode, there's like a big brunch fundraiser that they all have to go to. Yes. It's like the main thing for that episode. So I guess you were remembering correctly, and I just wasn't paying attention when I, when you said that Nate confessed to Blair about the fling with Serena, because in this episode, Blair's like telling Nate that she'll forgive him as long as he doesn't talk to her. She's trying to ice her out of the, all the friends. Yes. Blair and Serena still haven't spoken, um, had a real heart-to-heart -heart talk about what happened, what's going on. Blair's trying to ice out Serena. And her little group of friends are doing the same, with the exception of Jenny. I think Jenny's just, she knows her brother likes Serena. She wants to be part of any of the groups that will accept her. Yeah, she's a very try-hard kind of character. So I think this episode is where we meet Chuck's dad. And Chuck's dad is the one who's throwing this big fundraiser. We also meet Serena's mom, Lily, who is at the fundraiser and is a little surprised when Serena shows up with Dan as her date to the fundraiser. Yes. I think Lily knows who Dan is. Right. Yeah, Lily knows of Dan. We don't know why she knows of Dan, but it, she doesn't seem happy that that Serena is hanging out with Dan. Based off how fancy the fundraiser is, based off the knowledge that Dan is kind of an outsider who lives in Brooklyn and not Manhattan, it gives us the impression that maybe He's she's just not just good not, enough for her daughter. Yes, he doesn't have the money that they have, so not good enough. Yeah. Uh, during this fundraiser, we find out that Chuck's dad and Serena's mom are seeing each other, but they haven't made it public for whatever reason. We yeah, see I found that strange, too, because Dan is the one that finds out because he goes looking for Serena. Because Nate has asked Serena to meet him in Chuck's room. And so Serena kind of sneaks off to meet with him, even though she really doesn't want to. She's yeah. kind of not wanting to, but she does it anyway. And when he's looking for her, she he sees Lily with Chuck's dad. Yes. So I think at this point, Serena doesn't know that um, Serena doesn't know that Nate has told Blair about their their hookup. So she thinks that she can still keep it a secret. But Nate has already told 
Blair and he wants to let Serena know. So Serena's waiting for him in Chuck's room. At this point, I think Chuck knew that Serena was in the room. Yes, because he's the one that convinces Blair to have Nate meet her there or take her up there to to his room, to Chuck's room. Yes. So I think he gives the he gives the key to Blair and Blair kind of grabs him and is taking him upstairs to make out or hook up or whatever. And when they walk in, Serena's there waiting, which makes Blair flip out. She has no idea why Blair's uh, why Serena is there, but she's not happy about it. And she doesn't want to know any more information about why she's there. And then it all blows up in Serena's face because then it all comes out and Dan finds out. Yes, there's a big argument. Um, Blair tells Serena everything she knows. She does it in front of Dan. Dan at this point has been holding Serena on this pedestal and now sees that she's probably not the girl he thinks she is. Exactly. So then he leaves because... He's just kind of crushed, right? Yeah, he's just upset. He leaves. Um, At this point, this is the end of the episode. It's Dan leaving, and then we see a message from Gossip Girl saying that Serena has no friends left. And Serena throws away the phone that Dan had given back to her. Yes. So then we go on to the next episode, which is about them trying to get... To the reps from Ivy Leagues. So in this episode, I think we learn a little bit more about Nate and his family expectations of him. We also learn a little bit more about Dan. Um, the Ivy League episode is there's there's an event that goes on where the Ivy Leagues send representatives to the school to meet potential students. Yes. And then um, they have to they have to write essays. Is that right? They have to write essays in order to uh, to get the reps to get the reps that so they want. I wasn't really sure. I I know that there was a scene where they had to do some interviewing with. Okay, that's what be, it was. It was interviews. Yes, they had to be interviewed to be paired up, and basically, it's a it's a private school for rich kids so a lot of the kids didn't matter what their interview how their interview went they got paired up with the reps that their families wanted them to be paired up with so we learned that nate's dad is an alumni of dartmouth they he learns this because you learn this because they're on runs together and he's pushing him and pushing him on these runs and talking about pretty much only going to dartmouth that's all he says during these runs, pretty much, right? Yes, and Nate's making it clear that he's not sure he wants to go there. He might want to go somewhere else instead, and his dad's just cutting him out like, no, this is where you're going. This is your life's plan that we have set for you. You can't stray from it. We also learn in this episode that that's also where Dan wants to go, right? Dan wants to go to Dartmouth? Yes, that's, that's his dream, dream school. It's his dream school. That's the only school he talks about, thinks about, apparently. Um, he really wants to be 
the usher. I'm not sure what that meant. I, I guess the usher was just the person who showed the representatives around the event. That's what it looked like when you get to the event, that they're just kind of the ones that get to talk to the people. So both um, both Nate and Dan interview for the same position. And surprise, surprise, Nate, who comes for money, gets the position as usher. And Dan is completely crushed. Yes, because Dan has worked his butt off and he's like second in the class, right? Is that what they say? I think so. Dan's super and smart. Nate is not that smart. Yeah. Nate, I think, has just like athletics going for him, if that. Is he athletic? Is that what they're trying to show with him running all the time? Possibly, but I don't remember seeing him except for in one episode play basketball. So I don't know. They don't spend a whole lot of time in the classroom. Um, I feel like or they don't spend any time in the classroom, <laughs> to be honest. I've seen them do homework once in I can't remember which episode it was. Um, I've seen them study for the the SATs or the PSATs. It's the SATs. They study for the SATs later on in the okay. in the season, but it's just there's no like they're never really at the school. You see like the choir perform once or something and yes. And it's like all pop songs that they're performing. Jenny is in the choir. Yes. Okay. I remember that. I remember she's in the choir cuz she uses that as an excuse for some stuff in one of the episodes. But going back to the the Ivy League, so Dan feels bad because he doesn't get to be the usher. His dad agrees to play, because his dad's a musician, his dad agrees to play the event in exchange for having Dan be a server, I think. I think so. He was a drink server that would get him amongst the guests and able to talk to the rep that he was wanting to talk to. Yes. Also, at this time, Blair and Chuck have come together to take down Serena, right? So they're like following her or they're having someone follow her. Yeah, they're spying on her and they see her going into a rehab center. So instead of just going in and, you know, finding out why she's there, they... They send it to Gossip Girl. They they send send, a picture of her going into the rehab center to Gossip Girl. And they make up their own reasons in their head. Obviously, she's a party girl. She's in rehab for herself because she's a party girl. That's their assumption. Yes, that she must be going to rehab as an outpatient to for her drug and alcohol use. So they decide to use this against her and make her look really bad in front of the reps at the Ivy League function. Blair decides that the charity that the money from this event is going to go to is that rehab center. And she gives a speech about why that rehab center is so important because her best friend has been a patient there. And everyone's kind of in shock that Serena is in rehab. And Serena wants to keep her brother secret, so she goes up on stage and she tells a story about being in rehab and how much it's helped her. And it kind of blows up in Blair's face. 
Blair also does this because Blair wants to go to Yale, right? That's her big school that she's dreamed of. I think so. Yes. And um, during the event, Serena goes up to the Yale rep and starts talking to that person and taking time away from Blair. Do you remember that? Yes, that's true. Serena does kind of interfere on Blair's quality time with the Yale rep. So Blair is fuming at this point and decides that she needs to take Serena down. Serena's little brother is at this event with them and he goes up to Blair and is like it's not Serena that's there it's me and he shows his wrists and then makes Blair feel awful so at this point I think Dan and Serena were still or Dan was still upset with Serena and when he hears that she was in rehab that knocks her down another peg in his book and he's thinking he's regretting that he ever liked this person and his sister who has met uh, Serena's brother, Eric, and knows the real story, tells him the real reason of who is actually in rehab. Yeah. And it kind of brings Dan to go and apologize to Serena. The episode ends with Blair and Serena reconciling. And Serena telling Blair exactly why she left to boarding school and how she felt guilty for hooking up with Nate and she couldn't bring herself to write or even to say goodbye. That's why she kept her distance while she was in boarding school. And that the reason, the only reason she's back is because she wants to support her brother. Yes. Serena and Dan also decide to give it another chance. At that point, at the end of that episode, right? Yes. So this season's actually really long. And we could recap every single episode. But I think we're going to have to turn this into a two-parter. It's like we want to give a good recap of each episode and get you in on what's going on with these episodes. But also, there are 18 episodes. Yes. So maybe even a three-parter. I actually like that there are so many episodes because it seems like lately a lot of the new series only have maybe 10 episodes and it's almost a full year before you get a new episode. I feel like that's because of all the streaming devices that you can use, you know, all the services. Yeah. Well, when I was like looking at the dates that each of these episodes came out on, they were weekly episodes They came out back to back from September all the way through mid-January. And then there was a, like, possibly a two-month break before they came back in April. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot, there's a lot of content for one season. Yes. So you want to finish it up with two more and then we just maybe make this a three-part of Gossip Girl? I think so. I think we'll stop at episode six. Then we'll go from there for the next episode because there's a lot. And I'd love for people to who are listening in to get caught up to watch with us, give them a chance to watch with us and even, you know, maybe post on 
post on our Facebook or Instagram and tell us what they're feeling and thinking about these episodes. Yes, I'd love feedback about these episodes. Now we are at episode four. And this one is all about Blair and her mom. It kind of gives you a background of Blair's and her mom's like relationship. Did you feel like that? Yes, this was a very much a Blair heavy episode. I think they've taken the cup. The past couple episodes have been good about giving us background on different characters. So we got the Serena story in episode one. We got the Serena Nate Blair love triangle in episode two. Yes. Episode three told us about Dan and Nate. And this episode four is giving us more information on why Blair is so salty all the time. Yes. So Blair's mom is a fashion designer. That's what we learn. Yeah, her mom's a fashion designer. She's been picked up on some huge campaign and she needs the new it girl for her campaign. So she decides to tell Blair that it's going to be her. Then she sets up the modeling shoot for her daughter and Blair decides that she this is when she's going to take the chance to make her relationship with Serena better. She's going to mend her relationship with Serena, right? Yes. Yeah, so Serena and Blair are hanging out again. Blair, like everything's going Blair's way for the first time since the season started. We see her getting along with her mom. We see her mom giving her this chance to be the face of this new fashion campaign. Her and Serena are getting along. She's pushed the boy troubles to the side. She's not dealing with boys in this episode. So she's the new face of this fashion campaign. Her mom sets up a photo shoot. Uh, Serena goes to support her in this photo shoot. And Blair, being her natural Blair self, is very stiff. Yes, she's not doing what the photographers want. And... While Serena's hanging out, she overhears the photographers and talking about are the other designers or who are these people? I think they're I think they're the assistants. They're talking and they're all talking about how Blair is too stiff. She's very pretty, but she's not the she's not the it girl. She there's something about her that's lacking for this campaign. So trying to be a good friend, Serena goes over and is trying to loosen her up. Yes, Serena Serena jumps in and starts playing around with Blair, getting Blair to loosen up and be silly and hoping that that's going to make her look better in in the photo shoot to the, I guess, the assistants. Yes, but instead it picks Serena up on the photographs and they decide that She's the one that needs to be the model for the clothing. So the photographer goes to Blair's mom and shows her the photos of Blair and how they're very stiff. Then they show the the photos of Serena and how Serena just is a natural. And they talk Blair's mom into giving Serena the, the modeling gig. During this time, Serena has no idea what's happening really. And she still is trying to set up a date with Dan. They have yet to really have their first official date. 
after trying to hang out again, because now he's forgiven her for the second time, she gets offered the modeling gig under the assumption that she's going to be modeling with Blair, not on her own. Yes. But before that, she also has, she just tells Dan to show up to the, because to the shoot, because they're just going to hang out and eat. But I don't think that um, Blair's mom has told Serena that they want her as a, as a model because Serena is still going to support just to support Blair. I think, I think that's the case. I think Serena doesn't find out that she is going to be part of the modeling shoot until she gets there. Yeah. And Um, when, when they offer her the shoot, they don't tell her that Blair's not part of it. They just say, we want you to be part of it. They never say Blair's not part of it. While on the other end of town, Blair's mom is telling her that we've decided to go another way. Yes. You're not going to be the face of the campaign anymore. We're going somewhere else. So Blair shows up at the shoot just to, in her, in her mind, to make fun of the new model. Yes. And, um, she sees that Serena's modeling, but Dan also shows up around that time and it looks like Serena just took over and is trying to hurt her friend, which causes him to take her down from the pedestal again. So he overhears the conversation between Blair and Serena where Blair is crushed once more because Serena's taken something of hers and he's just hanging out in the background listening I think at this point he sends in a message to Gossip Girl telling them about how the job's been taken away from Blair and given to Serena because he's upset with Serena for doing this. I think so. And he ends up going after Blair and having a conversation with Blair because both of them have moms that have kind of been absent a lot. He talks to her about, you know, his mom's situation. They kind of. They have a heart to heart. They both forgive Serena. They understand Serena wasn't in on what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they, they both realized that she didn't know what was going on. Meanwhile, there's a completely different thing going on with the guys of this episode. Yeah. There's a secondary story that's involving all the boys, but Dan, which is Nate and Chuck and some other random friends of theirs. They have some kind of boys weekend that they do every year. Yeah, it was just very rowdy. Yeah, there was like a, a party with paid females. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know how we wanted to word it. But yes, it seemed like there was um, some some female paid females at their party. <laughs> and from that part of the party, they were going to go do a boys um, basketball game. And an old classmate who's already graduated named Carter shows up. Chuck doesn't seem to be a fan of Carter's. Nate is all about Carter. Yes. Um, And while they're out and about, they're going on some, like, pub crawl. Which, once again, these guys are, like, 17, 16, 17. How are they getting into these bars? There is so much drinking going on for 17-year-olds. 
And I know, you know, people listening are like, yeah, kids in high school drink. But no, these are kids drinking in public. They're going to bars. They're going to yes. nightclubs. How are they doing? Like, I guess when you have money, you can buy really good fake IDs. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, but they're not even getting ID'd. And some of these places, like the hotel that Serena lives in, I, I think Chuck's dad owns. Yeah. So they know how old they are. And they're being given drinks. No one's IDing them. They're just been. They're being, being served. Given, yeah. That's nilly willy. That's insane to me. I, there's a lot of insane in this show, but I guess just being the rule follower that I am, I'm like, what is going on? Why are these kids drinking? Yeah. I, it just <laughs> blew my mind how often and how much alcohol was being consumed. In their cars, their drivers are driving them around. They have mini bars in their limos and they're drinking from the mini bar. I, I know we see this on lots of shows. And it just on, doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Anyway. So <laughs> well, Carter, once they get to the basketball part, <laughs> and Chuck pretty much runs Carter off. Nate gets upset. So once they get to the pub crawl, that I still don't understand. Nate decides he's going to go off with Carter instead. Yes. Carter invites him to a underground poker game that's supposed to be, you know, only the high rollers can get into. So Nate's excited to be let in on this and wants to go. Nate ends up losing a lot of money and is threatened that if he doesn't pay up, he's going to get beaten up. So he goes to, I guess, to an ATM to get the money, and he finds out that his bank account has been completely cleared out. Then Chuck comes to his rescue, which is so weird to me because Chuck is such an awful person in general. Like, his character is just so awful, but he's super loyal to Nate. You can tell he's a little bit crushing on Blair, but he is such a grimy person. Yes, he really is. I mean, I felt bad for the guy because you know that that's like what he ended up being typecast as later on. I've never seen him in anything but this. I don't think I've seen him in anything either. I'll have to look up and see if he's been in anything else. Just, he's just so creepy and grimy. And, you know, we're in episode four and he's already tried to assault two girls two of the main characters so if yeah. those are the two main characters that he's tried to assault how many non-main characters is he assaulting in the background who knows it's just bad he is loyal to nate and he comes and get, gets him out of trouble and he tells carter not to worry about the stuff that he stole that because he already knows that he stole some very valuable stuff from his room at the hotel and that he's not going to get the police involved if he just leaves Nate alone. Carter takes off again to be the mysterious person he is. Um, we learn that Nate has no money in his account because his dad has cut him off after the whole Ivy League fiasco. And then a third little scenario happen occurs towards the end and Lily goes in because at one p 
point earlier in the episode, Rufus, who is Dan's dad, he owns an art gallery. He's not just a guy in a band. He also has an art gallery, and all the art is from his wife. The lady had come in earlier to buy art for a client, and then Lily finds out that it's from there and that it's his wife's art. So she goes to the gallery to confront him about selling the art to her. So at this point, we learn that Lily and Rufus know each other. So Serena's mom and Dan's dad have a history. We don't know the full history, but we know it's enough of a history that Lily doesn't feel comfortable buying art that was made by Dan's mom, Rufus's wife. Yes. Like she even says something about like, what do you think your wife would think about this art being in my home or something like that? We know there's bad blood between Lily and Dan's mom. We don't know exactly how Lily and Rufus are connected yet. No. But there is a connection. Definitely. But that's pretty much how it ends. And we still haven't met Dan's mom. No, she's somewhere in upstate. They they keep saying something about her being in upstate, right? Yeah, that she's she's at in her studio somewhere else, trying to make more art, um, trying to be inspired, something along those lines. Yes. So then episode's over, and we move on to episode five. And in this episode, Serena and Dan are finally getting their first official date. Meanwhile, Jenny, Dan's little sister, is invited to Blair's famous annual sleepover. Which, did you see the sleepover? There's no sleeping bags. Those were like full-on mattresses. (laughs) And they each had like a rack of clothes. Yeah, sounds about right because they had things they had to go do and they have to dress appropriate for the things they have to go do. Obviously. Okay. So it makes sense to you. So I guess it makes sense to me. (laughs) So we see Dan kind of stressing about the, the date. He wants to give Serena the type of date she's used to, which is typically fancy restaurants. So he's, you know, getting all the money he has, asking his dad for some money trying to to see how he's going to afford a fancy restaurant. Um, They get to their date at this restaurant, and he's kind of checking out the menu that has no prices on it. So so when she gets up, (laughs) he starts asking about the prices, and he's a little panicked, and he's ordering the least expensive thing he can, and she's doing the complete opposite. That was pretty funny to me. I was like, he is totally going to end up eating nothing. (laughs) (laughs) so he can afford her meal he was gonna have a bowl of lettuce and she was gonna eat caviar she had ordered some duck or something i don't know either way she ends up paying for it when she gets up she like secretly pays for it because she can see that he's panicking which was really sweet but i think it it made him a little upset because she crushed his manhood by paying for the dinner that he wanted to take her on she's like Obviously, this wasn't the kind of date that I want to be on. She wanted to do something, I guess, regular, like a normal date. 
she wanted to go on his type of date, the date he would be taking other girls on, more of a casual restaurant, going to do something fun. So she tells him this, and they end up at a pool hall. While they're playing pool, they get a phone call from um, Rufus, because Lily has gone over to Rufus's house. Lily is at Rufus's house. They call Dan because they can't get a hold of Serena. Serena had left her phone at the house at her house because when he picked her up for the date she was gonna wear a certain purse and um lily switched purses with her however we should probably back up a little bit because there's a certain reason why lily is at rufus's house and it's because blair notices at the sleepover that jenny's not really like participating in like the drinking or whatever and she decides that they're going to play truth or dare and she starts making jenny drink and then she dares her to break eric out of rehab because eric sends a message or calls i think he sends a text that is like bust me out of here asap or something like that Yes, at this point, Jenny and Eric have become BFFs. Everybody knows what where Eric is, why he's there. Blair's being her bossy self with the the activities of her sleepover. And she's just trying to, I think, get under Jenny's skin. I'm not sure why Blair is so awful to Jenny. I think it's just because she's a freshman. I think so. I think it's because she's a freshman and because she's not rich. Yes. So she's just being awful to Jenny, making her do all these outlandish dares. And one of them is breaking Eric out of rehab to where Lily gets a call from the rehab saying Eric is missing. Well, she finds out from the rehab that a young blonde had come and that's when Eric went missing. So she just assumes automatically that it was Serena. Lily calls Rufus to see where Serena and Dan are because she finds that she's got Serena's phone. She can't get a hold of Serena. So she calls Rufus. She wants Dan's number and Rufus is uh, kind of weary about giving his, his son's number to the, his son's girlfriend's mom. So yeah. Lily shows up at the house and explains to him what's going on. So Rufus calls Dan. Dan and Serena have no idea where Eric or Jenny are. And so they, then they end up trying to find them. Meanwhile, Jenny is with Blair at a nightclub. Again, how are they getting into these places? Exactly. <laughs> and at this nightclub, Blair ends up making out with some random guy who has to be like 20-something years old, maybe 30. Then... She steals his phone. Jenny makes a phone call to the girlfriend or fiance or something. They they steal his phone. They call the old guy's girlfriend to let her know that her boyfriend is making out with teenagers at a club and just kind of blows up his life. This random stranger that has no idea that they're teenagers because they are in a nightclub. He shouldn't be making out with strangers when he's got a girlfriend, but still... Exactly. Makes it even worse that he's making out with teenage girls at this club. So, so she shows up. And meanwhile, Dan and Serena show up at the same place. 
Dan and Serena show up. There's an argument between the guy that made out with Blair, the guy's girlfriend, Blair, Jenny, Eric. Everybody's getting in on this argument. So Jenny stays at the party. She doesn't want to go with them, but they take off with Eric and they take him with them back to Dan's house where Lily and Rufus are both waiting. So Jenny stays at the party for more truth or dare. Blair dares Jenny to break into Blair's mom's store. So they take her, they give her the keys, but then they lock Jenny in the store. The alarms go off and the police show up. Yes. But she gets out of it by saying that it's her mom's store. She tells them who her mom is that not to call them because her mom is supposedly in Paris. Doesn't she have the keys? She does have the keys, but the keys were, I think, outside outside of the door. So when she went in, she left the keys in the door. Okay. Somehow the keys were there, but she couldn't get to them. That's how she got locked in. Okay. But the police, for some reason, just believe her. They don't try to do anything about it. And she ends up back at Blair's house where she then gets her stuff and leaves. She tells Blair she doesn't need to be part of that group and she goes home. I believe that they bring Eric back home. Yes. Instead of back to the rehab. Lily lets Eric move home and, and takes him out of rehab. And at the end, we see Serena and Dan kiss for the first time, possibly. Like I a think real so. kiss. I don't think that they've kissed before this. I think maybe she's given him a kiss on the cheek, but they've never maybe. kissed like they did at the end of this episode. That was a lot to go through. That was yeah. five episodes, and we still have a lot left. <laughs> yeah. We have about eight left. <laughs> so we'll do the next four we have more than eight left oh we're only at five i was thinking 10 i don't know where my mind is so that was the first five episodes i'd like to know what are your thoughts what do you think about blair and serena's relationship do you think they can fix things there you have a very weird relationship it's almost sisterly but also frenemy I think there's a lot of jealousy on Blair's side, and I think Serena's very blind to it. I don't think she sees the jealousy. I think she just wants her best friend to be happy, and she doesn't see how some of the things she does affect her best friend's happiness. Yeah, I can see that. She kind of lives in her own world. I think she pays attention to what other people think of her or what other people are going through, and I think... Serena has good intentions, but they don't always work out the way she wants them to. Plus, Blair is just kind of highly unlikable as a character. She's very salty all the time. She always seems upset about something or like she's scheming. She's got some kind of scheme going on. Yeah, she's definitely an uptight kind of character. She she seems to blame everyone for her her misery. Yeah, I don't think she, she's a very victimy. Yeah, she's always the victim. She never is accountable for the things that go on. What are your feelings towards Dan? Okay, so I don't know. 
Dan came off as like a nice guy, but also just he's very I want to say naive in some ways, but also like overprotective in others. It's just I don't know. I don't know how to explain Dan. Dan is very judgmental. I think he's very easy easy to jump to conclusions. He would rather jump to conclusions than hear people out and get the whole story. I think he's very protective of his sister and the people he loves. Yes. And I I like him and Serena together for Serena. I think I think he's the kind of guy Serena needs, a normal guy that's not pretentious that He's smart, but he doesn't rub it in her face how smart he is. He's just kind of down to earth, with the exception that he is a little bit judgmental. Yeah. I Uh, feel like he's kind of just also a little messed up, just enough messed up because of his parents' relationship. I think so. I know we're not really loving Blair, I think we can agree that our least favorite character is Chuck. Yes. I just, I can't stand the guy. I think even in the first episode, when you first see him, you don't even really know who he is or you don't have a name for him yet. You just see him on the couch with the girls. You're like, who? Exactly. Yeah. There's just an air about him. He's just, we've seen him now try to assault two people Yet other girls are still crazy about him. He's just gross. I don't like him. And um, something I do want to see more of is the relationship between Jenny and Eric. I think they make a cute age-appropriate friendship. Yeah, I do too. I think that they're really sweet together. I think that they're necessarily going to be like anything big. They're not going to be main characters. Yeah, I don't want them dating. I just want them to, like, hang out and make BFF bracelets together and just <laughs> be the younger kids. That, the younger siblings that are just friends. Yeah, they're, they're, their older siblings can take them with them on their dates, not necessarily as a double date, just as a big hangout. Um, I like their interactions together, and I think Jenny needs a good friend, and Eric definitely needs a good friend, and I think they could be the good friends together. Yeah. So speaking of Jenny, what do you think about her? Because for me, she's very try hard and she doesn't have her own personality. I think she's she's a 15 year old kid. She is a freshman in high school. She's she's not even 15. Maybe she's 14. She's young. She's trying to find her place in a place that she necessarily doesn't fit in. She's not a rich kid. She doesn't have access to the money and the clothes that the girls she wants to hang out with have. So she's going about in her way trying to be part of a group that she doesn't naturally fit into. Do you feel like they gave her enough of a like background? Like, did they build her up as a character enough for you, like with her own interest other than being in the social group? I liked that at the very beginning, the very first episode, we saw her sewing. So we know she's interested in fashion. 
But what is she going to do with that fashion? We saw her make one dress or she was in the midst of making a dress at the very beginning of the episode. And which makes sense because dad's a rock star, mom's an artist, brother wants to be a writer. So it makes sense for her to be an artistic person. Yeah. Um, I didn't remember seeing her sewing in the first episode. Probably was busy. I don't know. I don't know if she was actually sewing or if it was more of a conversation between her dad and her about sewing. Okay. I do want to talk about Gossip Girl. So at this point, we don't know who Gossip Girl is. We don't know the person running Gossip Girl, but we do know that Gossip Girl is a blog, which is very 2007 because everybody. However, how does it pop up in everybody's phone at the same time? Does everybody just like subscribe to this blog that like with text? I guess they do. I, I that has to be it because coming back to that is popping up in their text messages. They have the 2007. Most of them are are using a 2007 like Motorola or Nokia phone. It's not an iPhone yet. I don't think I've seen any of the characters with iPhones. iPhones came out in 2007, but at this point they did not have them on the show. I feel like they have a sidekick. Possibly. I think they were sidekicks. They were those sidekicks that you could open up and have the little keyboard. They're texting Gossip Girl these long stories telling her, you know, this is happening here. This is happening there. For the most part, they're texting on the dial pad. Yeah. Can you imagine having to write things out like that? Not just that, but I remember, I remember in 2007, your text messages, you paid per per word or per letter that you'd sent and they're sending the whole scoop. I saw Serena exiting the bus station on, you know, on Friday the 15th of January. Like Yeah, so- I don't I think it was like it was more of a pay per text that you send at that point. However, you have to remember they're all rich and it doesn't really matter. That's how true. many texts they send. That's true. <laughs> They weren't on the the subscription plans that we were on where it did cost a lot of money. Yeah. But yeah, that they're using these old phones. The photos look like Bigfoot photos for the most part. They're not very clear. I don't think the I think at this point in 2007, people were still using more digital cameras. So I'm wondering on Gossip Girl's end, how many photos she's getting through email and how many text message photos she's getting because her blog looks pretty neat and clean yeah for the most part on her on her blog are high quality so it must be people going home and emailing her the scoops but then you're also out and about and you're going to stop what you're doing to run home and send an email yeah it doesn't really make sense but you do see in the modeling episode that Serena and Blair use like an actual digital camera. Yes. You know, like the kind that we all had. The other thing is Gossip Girl isn't making a huge impact at this point. No, just spreading the gossip. It's very just simple. I saw this happening. I saw that happening. Um, I don't even remember her appearance in a couple of the episodes. It was usually towards the end when it wasn't something like major. Yeah, it's just spotted Dan and Serena having their first kiss. Spotted little Jenny 
being talked to by the cops outside of the of Blair's mom's shop. Just little things, but it wasn't it wasn't big and scary information like on this new Gossip Girl. The new Gossip Girl, she's she's digging deep for information and she's letting all the skeletons out of the closet. I'm going to have to give this new Gossip Girl a shot because I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, that's the big reason I wanted to watch the old Gossip Girl because in the new Gossip Girl, they make a lot of references to the old Gossip Girl. And, you know, the first the first episode of the new Gossip Girl, they're talking about how the old Gossip Girl kept the kids at the school in check by posting their secrets. So that's the premise of the new Gossip Girl. They're keeping the students in check by posting the secrets. But the secrets that are being posted on the original Gossip Girl are not too awful. Just Well, not yet. So far. I, up to episode five, they haven't been scary, mean secrets. No. They've been kind of just, this is what's happening. Yes. So your basic high school gossip. Which, yeah. we both graduated at different times. Mm-hmm. I'm class of 2000, you're class of 2004. We, in class of 2000, we didn't have much else but paper notes. We didn't have text messages. We didn't have, I think, maybe my senior year, that's when the um, AOL, AOL messenger. <laughs> I think that's when that started popping up. But even at that, we didn't, you know, not everyone had access to it. So... Our gossip was word of mouth and notes. It maybe spread, but definitely did not spread the way a blog would have spread. Did you have to deal with that kind of blogging mass spread of information in high school? So I feel like not really. There was, we did have AIM. There was a lot of chit chat on AIM, Um, but it wasn't. It wasn't like a blog, no. It wasn't like big gossip. Not until maybe I was in college. So I guess we can say now that we're watching Gossip Girl as adults and we we can say that we did miss out on the gossip spread that happened in 2007 with things like blogs. Yes, definitely. Because that was not happening in high school when we were in high school. So when I say we missed out in a good way, we like we lucked lucked out that we missed out on it. Yes. Yeah. We missed out on it, but in a good way. We definitely lucked out on missing out on that. I think so. I think we lived in a much safer time, way safer than this gossip girl that's going on right now, for sure. So we just talked about episodes one through five. We'll be back with episodes six through 12. Yeah, we'll do six through 12 next episode. And then we'll finish it off with 13 through 18 on the third episode. We'll just give you all the information about season one of the original Gossip Girl from 2007. And possibly if you all enjoyed this, we will keep we're definitely going to keep on watching. Oh, yes. But For maybe sure. we'll do a couple of episodes on seasons two and so on and so forth. Sounds good to me. So reach out to us. Let us know what you think about the first five episodes on 
our social media. We have Instagram, We Missed Out the Pod. Facebook, We Missed Out a Pop Culture Podcast. Or email us at we missed out the pod at gmail.com. Remember, you can find us on all the major podcast stations, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google, Amazon, Audible. Or just look us up on Facebook and you can click the link there to listen to us. Yes. And make sure when you do listen to us to follow or subscribe, review and rate the podcast as well. And until next time. Don't miss out. And we missed out the pod. Bye. Bye.